This is episode number four of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. I was half dressed. I was I was just contemplating. I was like, I'm not going to this class. I don't need to go to this class. And it was funny because uh, as soon as I said that, as soon as I would go back to sleep, my mom, who, if you don't all know, put uh, took out a $20,000 loan for me to go here. Yeah. And she was like, good morning, my beautiful studious queen. I was like, Hi. I got to go to this class. <laughs> Rise Up Mentoring was created to help students get the advice and encouragement they need to successfully graduate and prepare for their careers and life overall. Listen to the conversations of students and successful mentors to become the best version of you. Get the helpful advice that everyone else seems to already have and that you wish someone would have shared with you. Welcome back for part two of last week's episode. My mentee co-host today is Kai Young, a freshman at Spelman College in Atlanta, Georgia, wanting to save the world. My mentoring co-host today is Prince Gamage of Fresno, Texas, originally from Riviera Beach, Florida, and a hardworking member of corporate America that graduated from Florida A&M University. He works for Lionel Bissell Industries, is a licensed commercial real estate agent, and is the father of a brand new baby girl. With the goal of becoming a millionaire by the time he turns 40, Mr. Prince Gamage has had to learn how to manage his time and be a disciplined member of society. Get encouraged by a pair that has the same questions as you and a mentor that has walked in your shoes. Let's see what nuggets of wisdom were shared during this recent conversation. My name is Norman Brown, your host of the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast. For prioritization, want to have a vision. That's the first and for some reason, people have like a loose vision. How I want to make a 4.0 this semester. I want to make a 3.0. But like Norman stated, really write down what will it take to get that, that 4.0 or that, that 375. You know, I remember back in the day, maybe we were just, because we were nerds being anal, we actually had a spreadsheet, a GPA spreadsheet. And so it would actually take the grade, the amount of credit hours, and, it, and so you say, okay, for this semester, if I can get an A in this course or a B in this course, this is the GPA I'm going to hit. Um, that just shows we had too much free time on our hands to actually wait, you know, and come up with a cumulative GPA. But that's just, not free time. That's not that's not a waste of time. That's knowing what your goals are, right? Because now if you put, okay, I need an A in this class, an A in this class, I can earn a B in this class because I know that's my harder class. Yeah. And and in this class. I I see this is coming out as a B, but I can if I really bust my behind, I can get this B. And to get two A's and two B's, that's three point five if they're all three credit classes, right? So I'd sit down and I'd figure that out. Now for me, I was being lazy. I found out that I only needed a three point six GPA to graduate with uh, high honors. I, I was striving. So this is I probably said this before, but if I haven't, uh, it, maybe it'll make y'all chuckle. Uh, so when I was at Stevens Institute of Technology doing my engineering degree, I was an Exxon scholar. So Exxon paid for me to go to school and Exxon had this thing that it would give you a golden tiger if you got a 4.0. So I, growing up broke, I was like you, Kai. I was like a golden tiger. Hell yeah. This thing made of gold. I'm getting me a 4.0. That's that's the number one thing that I'm doing is getting a 4.0. I think I got like a 3.96 GPA. It was like somebody gave me, I earned an A minus or a B plus in one of the one credit classes. So I didn't get a 4.0. 
And I was sad. I was depressed. I thought I was giving up like an $800 statue that I'd be able to sell on, on, on eBay or something. And the young lady that was also on scholarship with me, her name was Hillary. Hillary got the golden tiger. And when I saw the golden tiger and saw it was really brass and it wasn't really worth anything, it was like a $6 statue that they had bought from a trophy, trophy store or something like that. I just couldn't believe that I was killing myself trying to get that 4.0 for that golden tiger. So for me, the next question was like, okay, if I'm not going to be focused on a 4.0, what do I need? And I realized that um, after going to the career fairs, a lot of the kids, not a lot of kids, but a lot of the, the, the recruiters would tell us what their GPAs were, whether it was, okay, we, we only interview people with 3.0 GPAs or higher or 3.2 GPAs or higher. So that's how you, in my mind, that's how you set the GPA that you want to come out with. If you have any idea what it is, whether you want to go to grad school and what grad school you want to go to, what's their average GPA for people to get in? You want to get that or better. Uh, what's the average GMAT score or GRE or whatever exam you got to take, MCAT. And that's how you set your goals. If you set your goals like that, you now have a, you know how much work you got to put in. That's true. That's definitely true. And so the second one would be learn how to say no. Because when you're trying to prioritize, you're going to have to say no sometimes to people. They're going to intrude on that time that you have set for studying or on that time that you have for resting or even for fun. Um, so it's the first one is set your vision. The second one is know how to say no. And honestly, Norman, I got caught up in your, your story, so I forgot the third one. So hopefully it'll pop back to me before the end of the podcast. <laughs> you, you'll be thinking about that golden tiger later on. <laughs> but yeah, learn, learning how to say no is key because people lie to you, right? They come in and say, hey, Kai, do you have 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. They don't need 10 minutes. They need an hour and a half of help. And I got, you know, I got to the point where I was telling folks, look, man, I don't understand this stuff myself yet. So I don't I can't help you right now. So I need you to find somebody else that might be able to help you right now while I try to get my stuff together. So really, uh, I was telling them, I don't have anything for you. I can't help you because I don't understand it yet. Now, I probably understood it better than they did, but not well enough that I could explain it to them. So that's why for me, it was just like, OK. You know, a lot of people are like, hey, but I got to help him. This is my brother. This is my sister. I got to I got to uh, do my best. I got to hold up the community and the community can't give you a job. Yeah. Right. That's that's the one thing that really has home for me is like I can think about seven different individuals I graduated with. I can't call them today and get a job with them. So I needed to be the person to be able to get a good job that I might be able to turn around when they say, hey, Norman, I need a job. I can now speak up and say, hey, this guy is a good individual. Yeah, he had a 2.9 GPA, but man, he had a work ethic beyond belief. Some companies like ExxonMobil, Google, Facebook, those guys don't hire anybody unless they have a 3.75 GPA or better. Exxon was very similar in that they were looking for individuals. I'd sit in conversations where people would say, hey, this individual only has a 3.4 GPA, Norman. We can't hire that person. It's like, what do you mean only a 3.4? So it really depends on where you're trying to go work. I know Microsoft, 
Now, I know they're not the big the big uh, company that everybody looks to go to anymore. But back in the day, 3.75 was Microsoft's. Like, if you don't even have a 3.75, don't even bother apply. You got to keep all that stuff in mind and just have a, have a goal. It doesn't even have to be the right goal. As I said on one of my previous podcasts, I told him I thought I was going to be an investment banker making two, three hundred thousand dollars a year living in the middle of Manhattan. That ended up not being. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That ended up not being the scenario that that worked out for me. But I had that. I was working towards it. I was getting the grades to be able to do something like that. So when when that plan changed, it wasn't like, oh, well, what am I going to do now? So never shoot for the minimums. Always shoot for uh, a little better than whatever the minimum of what it is you're looking for. If the company you want to work for has a 3.2, you got to realize it's a competition. When Kai uh, wants an internship and Lisa wants an internship and Mark wants an internship, now they got to figure out who do we want. Now, you might blow them away with your personality. You may blow them away with some of the other aspects of your life story. But if it's a tie between the two of you, that wins. But if your GPA is a 3.1 and the other person has a 3.8 GPA, they have a huge leg up on you. So that's why you got to keep on focusing, prioritizing each day, planning out each day so that you're able to make the grade. Literally, just make the grade so that you can get what it is that you want. Norman, I just want to... Thank you, because, uh, man, that was good. You actually told her my number three, <laughs> and that was uh, protect your resources. And the aspect of Norman, even when I came to corporate America, Norman took me under his wing and helped me. Your, your time and your skill, you have to learn to value that and to actually place a hedge of protection around that. So Norman even taught me for time management in corporate America, I would put a timer on if somebody came to my office. Hey, you got a minute? Okay, I got five. But once this timer goes off, you need to leave because I need to work on things. And so it may come across the room <laughs> like you have a job to do. You know, even like you stated earlier, you can't. Now, if you get paid to tutor, like at one point, I got, I was a tutor that I was being paid for that. Okay, I'll tutor you for hours on end. But if we're in the same class and you know, you want me to sit here for the next two hours? I'm just not going to do that. Where am I going with that? I actually, it really humbled me. There's a guy who I really respect at my job now. Very technically sharp guy. Um, he's one of, uh, he's in an intermediate management position. Um, so I've been working under him um, for the past two years for other projects. And somehow we got in this conversation, and he was like, Prince, I only go up meeting with you or have personal discussion with you because of your work ethic. And I actually appreciate it. He's like, other people, I won't even talk to them about the weather because he's like, I don't have time for that. They're not going <laughs> like, was crazy. He was like, I'm not going to lunch with them, and I'm not even going to have a side conversation with them. It's like, what do you need or what do I need from you? And so that guy, he's a high performer, like, and it really shows that he's protecting his resources. He's like, if you're not worth that time or you're not worth my my input into this job, he, he's not even, he's very cut and dry with that. So going back to the three, set the vision. Most college students think they have a vision. It may not even be academic, but they're going up there for some reason. Uh, learn how to say no. 
Um, and then also protect your resources. So my follow-up question is to you, so I'll put you on blast uh, on this podcast, but is there a, a guy of interest um, in Atlanta? You don't have to say his name. I'm just saying. I'm getting to know someone, but I think I'm going to have to cut it off soon. You mean the podcast or the guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, the... Um... The gentleman that I'm getting to know. Okay. Um, and so I'm glad this is a very suitable discussion because if you can't prioritize, this is one of your major distractions. Is, you know, actually dating slash courting, however people are engaging in a relationship these days, being involved with somebody, that is a major distraction. Um, so it's, it's imperative that you do work on being strong in priorities. And then also, those three things still tie. They tie even more so uh, when you're involved with a significant other, because that person, if they're not, if they're not aligned with your goal, or y'all don't share similar goals, they could potentially bring you down. Um, and the person that I was dating through college, who was my high school sweetheart, she wasn't really a strong academic performer like I was, and there were numerous times that I was actually helping with her assignments. Now, I'm in engineering, and this person is in physical therapy, but, like, I'm helping with biology assignments and stuff. So all of that, those extra hours could be making my GPA better or making my relationship fashion better, but I'm thinking, oh, this is my boo. Let me help her out. <laughs> uh, no, she needed to have her own drive and vision. To this day, she got a degree, but she's not even working in the field that she went to school for. So it's... Just be aware of that. You know, you're a very attractive young lady. There will be a time that you meet somebody, maybe not this gentleman, but um, don't allow somebody to bog you down because you only have finite time and finite resources. But that is a, that's a great point that you made, Prince. The big thing is that's the number one time sink for people. Now, you said earlier that you didn't go to parties, but that wasn't that you only studied. That was just because you were spending so much time with this young lady that you didn't yeah. have or make time for parties. So I, I want to make sure I dispel the, the the myth or the concept or the thought that somebody might have listening to you and think, man, this dude studied for 10 hours a day. That wasn't the case. No. So you got to be careful because uh, uh, a significant other, a boo, uh, a bae, whatever you want to call uh, that particular individual can take up a lot of your time. Yeah. My freshman year, the young lady that I was hanging out with, I was fortunate and blessed enough to go to a very uh, high caliber high school. So most of my first semester, I really didn't have to study because I had already taken those classes. But the young lady that I was dating that semester, she was hanging out with me, hanging out with my roommate. We go over to Manhattan at two o'clock in the morning and hang out. So she was getting those 20 hours of sleep just like I was. Um well, probably more because I think she and my roommate, uh, when they went back to campus, I don't think they made their first class. Mm -hmm. I don't. Th I think she ended up missing quite a few classes because ultimately she went from being top of her class in high school to having less than a 1.0 during that semester. Wow. She had to retake almost every one of those classes just to catch back up. So she was spending extra time during the summers taking classes to get the credit for the class that she took, but never got the credit for because she was 
hanging out with me thinking, oh, well, if he's not studying that, I don't need to study. Mm. So she was looking at me saying, hey, if he's not doing it and he's all right, I'll be all right. And that proved a uh, negative influence for her. She got a less than a 1.0. I got over a 3.9. So do not judge the individuals whether you can spend time with another individual based on, well, I think they're smart. I'm smart. I can hang out with them. You got to be very careful around who you're spending your time with and how much of your time you're spending it with them. I don't have an objection with you spending time with friends and uh, individuals that are interested in you. I'm just saying don't spend 32 hours just, <laughs> just laying on the couch talking to one individual or just looking into their beautiful brown eyes, whatever it is that that's a, that's not a great use of your time when you're supposed to be studying for 30 to 40 hours between going to class and studying. You put 30 hours in with somebody else and then do 34 hours of school. You got time for nothing else. Yeah, that is true. That is definitely true. So um, a question I have for you, Kai how are you dealing, because this can um, mess up your, your priorities or just your performance, how are you dealing with the, the long distance from home, being it's your first time being away for, for so long? I miss Texas. I really do. And I don't know, in terms of, like, co the college campus, it's cool. <laughs> like, I, most of the time, I stay in my room, I go to class, go to the cafeteria, and go to the library. Mm -hmm. And I don't get out a lot because, like you said, I know I'm here for a reason. And at the same time, you know, I'm paying for this out of my pocket. So I'm trying to focus on making the experience worth it, but at the same time, still getting, you know, my education and getting my degree for a better future, but sometimes I do miss home. Sometimes, you know, I do just want to, you know, hug my mom and tell her I love her, but uh, I, I'm dealing with it better than I thought I would be. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Has it, has it gotten, have there been any episodes where it's been bad that you end up not going to class because you were sad or no, um, it was actually this week where uh, I haven't missed any classes. I haven't, like, skipped class or nothing like that because, you know, paying $50,000 out your own pocket, you do have to prioritize and be like, I'm paying for this class. Yeah. I'm for this class because it's already paid for. So um, there was this one time this week. This week was very busy, and I was at the library until 2 no. 2 a.m. or, you know, studying and trying to get a paper perfect, and then I found out that they pushed it back to next week, so I was like, okay, that's cool, whatever. But, um, I did, I, I was laying in my bed uh, on Thursday morning, and I had a, um, I had a 9 a.m. Spanish, and, uh, I, I, I woke up at 8.50, and I got up and I was about to put on my clothes, and I was just thinking, I was like, man, do I really need to go to this class? Do I really want to go to this class? I don't want to go to this class. So I got back in the bed, 
and I was half dressed. I was I was just contemplating. I was like, I'm not going to this class. I don't need to go to this class. And it was funny because uh, as soon as I said that, as soon as I was going to go back to sleep, my mom, who, uh, if you don't all know, put uh, took out a $20,000 loan for me to go here. Yeah. She was like, good morning, my beautiful, studious queen. I was like, Hi. I got to go to this class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, uh, Thank God for mom. Yeah, thank God, because I, I was really not about to go to that Spanish class. And I had to think, and I put it on my Snapchat story, too, and I shared it with my friends, and I said, you know, sometimes we wake up and you, you don't want to deal with the day, but you have to remember those who are waking up and going through the struggle just for you to be successful. And so, you know, if Mama would not have sent that text message, I probably would not have got up and gone to class, but I guess... It was like kind of a, a a reminder from her and from God to be like you know just just push through and it'll be alright. So I think you know in terms of being away from home and uh, it affecting my class, I think I'm doing fine. I just okay. remember that she she's she is a lot of people like you and Mr. Norman on here are looking to me to be the greatest that I can be. And I don't like disappointing people, so I keep that in the back of my mind. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. That, that was that was great, and I'm glad that it was a, a good ending to that story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, and so, once again, with priorities, is priorities help you to overcome uh, the emotional decision that you want to make? You know, if you know this is a priority or according to my plan, this is what I need to do. Because you don't always, to be successful, you don't always feel like doing the things that guarantee success. It's the small, it's the consistency and the discipline in the small things that actually ensure success. And so that's the priority you need to make. If every day I have to get up, if every day I have to set aside X amount of hours to study, if each time someone asks me about a party or being in some engagement, I have to make sure I have the right decision. The consistency and the discipline of doing those things, that proves success. I'm just glad that um, you were able to overcome those emotions and actually do what was needed to be done. That's good. Um, (laughs) One of the things that I've just thought about is when you go back home uh, for the holidays, for Thanksgiving or for spring break, you're also going to have to continue to be studious and disciplined, as Prince was just talking about. You're going to have some professors that are going to say, hey, look, Monday when you come back, this this homework assignment is due. Yeah. This project is due. And I remember going home for spring break during my second semester and hanging out with my best friend back in Florida. They were uh, in school while I was out. And I remember waiting for him to come back from something. It was like, he's like, Norman, I'm going to be back in about 30 or 45 minutes. I was like, well, if he if I got 30 minutes, then I'm going to go put some time in on this class because I taken one of my textbooks with me so that I could continue to work on that class that I was struggling with. And I remember breaking out that textbook and I remember a young lady asked me, it's like, man, I thought you said it was your spring break. You must be a nerd or something. I was like, I don't care what you want to call me right now. But this young individual that is sitting in front of you is going to be making sixty thousand dollars a year in just a couple of years. So you can say whatever you want to say, but I've got 
my goal. I'm trying to make money. I'm trying to get a job. You're going to college and you're going to end up working somewhere else because you're not putting in the time. And she, she was one of, she was there, uh, a party girl. She was, she was there just to have fun. I don't think she even ended up graduating. So you got to be careful. I, I think I was insulted and aggravated with this particular individual. So I went, I went, I got a little nastier than I'm able to say on this podcast <laughs> when I addressed her. But basically that's, that's what I told her is look, I've, I've got a goal. I'm trying to come out and make some money and be able to help my parents if they need to be helped um, and help the community. Cause this, one of the things that I always wanted to do was I wanted to come out and be a positive impact on the community and the people around me. Little did I know that later on I was going to be talking to high school students and college students and, and uh, matter of fact, uh, elementary and middle school students sometimes. So those are the kids that I wanted to make sure I was a good example for instead of getting a degree, student loan debt, didn't get the GPA. And now I can't get the job that I really wanted because I was partying too much or because I took too much time off. You go from being in class eight, nine hours a day to being in class just two or three hours a day. Huge difference. Now, I don't think I was still doing eight, nine hours, but I was still trying to put in about five, six, seven. Uh, seven was probably an extreme for me back at that time. But I, I definitely wanted to put that time in so that I could get my degree. I could get my uh, uh, keep my scholarship, but most importantly, and, and come out making that money. So now when something happens like Hurricane Harvey that just impacted Houston, I was able to give a little money to a friend. I was able to give a little money here and there. You're able to do things when you when you focus your impact. The things that you're going to be able to do are going to be so much bigger based on the effort and discipline that you have from day to day to day if you can be that disciplined individual. So if you're that today, imagine what you're going to be in five years or 10 years. There's there's so many of you uh, at various universities, whether we're talking Spelman or Prairie View or Texas A&M or University of Texas, University of Florida, whatever school (laughs) you're in, you got future presidents, um, future congressmen, future CEOs that they didn't wake up at 45 and become a CEO. They've been grinding since they were 18. And that's what we're looking for for you and everybody that's listening to this podcast is the grind, put their time in. So later on, they can look back and say, man, who knew yeah. that's what it was going to look like? No, no I, wanna, I know we're, um, we need to wrap it up because we're running out of time. But I want to tag on that because that's very pivotal what you just stated with your story um, over the break. So Jim Rome talks about, for example, if you're in the fifth grade, you do your best in the fifth grade, go all out because each level is building upon itself. For you to be stellar in the 10th grade, you still have to have the same determination, drive, and work ethic in the fifth grade. You just can't go from fifth to 10th. Each time you're building up. Well, where am I going with that? Prioritization, requires tough choices. Making the right choices, the tough, difficult choices, ensures success. And I'm going to give you a story similar to Norman. I never thought I would have to do this in college, but I had to do it. There was one project that was due when we got back for Thanksgiving break. Well, Tallahassee, Florida is a six to eight hour drive from Palm Beach County, where I'm from, West Palm Beach. 
it's eight if you go slow, but if you're averaging, you know, mm-hmm. some faster miles, you can get there in six hours. Illegal driving. I don't want to stay on the podcast, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a major project, significant amount of percentage. I had to be real with myself and had to realize if I go home, I'm not going to finish this project. Now, single parent household, I'm the only boy, I'm a mama's boy. I had to realize I got to stay in Tallahassee by myself during Thanksgiving because I got to stay in the engineering lab to get this done. I mean, when I say by myself, everybody's gone. My girlfriend's gone because she's from Palm Beach. Everybody's home. I mean, that thing was like a ghost town. But why did I do that? Because I knew I would not be successful. And it was a big, it was a growing experience. And actually, the one person, and to this day, I'm always indebted to this person. You actually know her, Norman Ingrid. We went to school together. Well, she happened to be in town. So it's Thanksgiving. I'm a college student. I don't want to make no turkey or anything. I'm like, I'm just going to go to Burger King or something when I finish. But, like, she invited me to her home and actually, like, fed me uh, on Thanksgiving evening after I got from the engineering school. And she's doing tremendously well, um, Shell, because she's an engineer, too. But I had to do a little shout-out to Ingrid in that one. But I'm just saying, I had to make that tough choice. And so there will be a time. Malcolm Gladwell has a book called The Tipping Point. And what it is, is saying there's going to be critical moments. Your successes are contingent. You don't know it. Your successes are contingent on these decisions that you make. And so where am I going with that? That taught me character to say, hey, no matter what you want, you got to do some difficult things. I got the grade I needed to pass that class. Moving on, when it came to senior design, I stayed up for 36 hours straight to make sure that my presentation was on point when I was presenting to my professor and the um, project sponsor when I was actually um, in the workforce. I got my American Petroleum Institute certification. While I have a full-time job working 40, 50 hours, I pulled an all-nighter to go to uh, Reliance Stadium the next day to take an eight-hour course to get a certification that I now have. Even when I went out to get my real estate license, um, commercial real estate, once again, while full-time job, I pulled another all-nighter because I learned you have to do what you need to do to ensure the success that you want to obtain. And so in college, is really gonna, you're going to find pockets of opportunities for that. And so just be prepared. It may be spring break, Thanksgiving or Christmas, Christmas but something that's going to challenge what you desire versus what you really need to get done. That is real good. The, the analogy that is real easy for folks to understand, um, I'll give you my analogy from when I was 13. I was a real chubby little kid growing up. I was um a butterball right so i remember my dad saying to me that if i could do 20 push-ups he would give me 20 dollars now this is this is in the early 90s so 20 dollars was a lot of money to a 13 year old and i remember i couldn't do five wow so every day i started doing push-ups and I started doing more push-ups. If I could only do five that day, the next day I tried to do six. Did six for a couple days, then I did seven. After about a month or two, I finally got to that 20 and got my $20. But because I had been doing it for almost 60 days, I had built a new habit. So every night I would do jumping jacks, sit-ups, and push-ups. And for 60 days, I did that. So now I've got a habit that that's all I do. 
I kept doing that until I got to high school. Well, the benefit out of that was I was able to play football. When they saw a dude my size, uh, and 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 because I lost some weight, I was relatively fast. They wanted me on a football team. So there were benefits because of the time I put in just to get that twenty dollars for my dad to do twenty push-ups. But there were benefits later on that I couldn't have foreseen. I couldn't have expected to be able to get onto the varsity football team as a freshman. So there are things that if you put in the time, you put in the effort, you sacrifice, as Prince just said uh, a couple of times, as a matter of fact, you sacrifice now, you see the payoff later, but you don't know what the payoff is going to be. You have no uh, uh, you have no guarantee of it. You don't know what it's going to be. You don't know what it's going to look like, but it's going to be good. Yeah, that's the one thing that you can be certain of. If you sacrifice now for a good reason things later on will look good, will be good, will be enjoyable. So uh, whether you're talking about relationships, whether you're talking about money, whether you're talking about school, sacrifice is definitely the name of the game. Prince shared that you need to, number one, have a vision or dream or goal. Number two, learn how to say no so that you can accomplish all that you've dreamed. And number three, protect your resources by carving out time to sharpen your skills. Take a page out of Prince's book and start setting timers when people ask you for 10 minutes of your time. It may seem rude, but your priority should be on guarding your time and changing the world. If you do this for just two weeks, the bonus is that individuals will start to respect your time and leave you alone when you don't want to be bothered. Sacrifice is the name of the game. What are you willing to give up to obtain your dream? Thanks for listening to our show this week. If you want to learn more or listen to other episodes, you can go to riseupmentoring.com slash podcast. If you have an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear or have a suggestion for who I should interview, hit me up on Twitter at Rise Up Mentors or on Facebook and Instagram at Rise Up Mentoring US. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider helping us spread the word by sharing our podcast on social media or writing a review for us on iTunes or wherever you find our podcast. I'm Norman Brown, and you've been listening to the Rise Up Mentoring Podcast.